1: Welcome to Pearlmania 500, the only podcast where a husband and wife often sit across from each other and lovingly look into each other's eyes. And one of them will explain lore to the other one. But right now, we're in a weird situation because one of that husband and wife duo is currently not here because she's downstairs dealing with a screaming baby who just does not want to calm down enough for us to record the episode. However, this was planned. We had this idea that this exact thing was going to happen over six months ago, which is why right now, we are in the middle of our pre-recorded vault slash canned slash guest episodes, so sit back, grab a coffee, grab a tea, grab whatever it is you need to enjoy this new episode of Pearlmania 500. Thank you so much. His name was Dusk. We're going to be hearing more from you in just a minute because you are the guest on this special vault episode of Pearlmania 500. Uh, we have quite a few of these that we're going to be running until early March, and then we are hoping to premiere season two with some pretty major changes coming to the pod, which we'll explain more through our Patreon and across social media. You can always follow me on uh On Instagram, Pearlmania500. You probably know me from TikTok, Pearlmania500. We also have Mrs. Pearlmania500 sitting across from me here. Uh, Actually, she's not sitting across from me. Like I said, the baby has her downstairs with the screaming and the not sleeping. It's been a whole thing. But we prepared this episode way back in August of 2023, which I said for you before. And the timing of this is really good because his name was Dusk, who brought to you our theme song, and who was the guest actually has a presale coming for his new album. His new album is called The Things We Are Beneath. And right now, until February 17th, you can order a presale of that album. You can support His Name Was Dusk and get a cool t-shirt, a digital download of the album. And I'm going to get him to add a version of the Pearl Mania 500 theme song so that you can actually own it and have it inside your libraries as well. Uh, just tell him that you are a fan of Pearlmania 500 when you are checking out. You can check out more information for that. Go to the link in the show notes for His Name Was Dusk's website. So with that, let's go ahead and welcome some of our new Patreons. We have about nine this week. They all joined by going to Pearlmania500.net or Patreon.com slash Pearlmania500. So let's go ahead and meet some of these Hey Huns, some of these team leaders, and some of these feds.
3: Hey hun, let's meet our team leaders.
1: So like I said, we have quite a few here. I wish Mrs. P was up here to hear some of them. Uh, So I'm going to read them to her afterwards off air. Just so you guys know that she will get a good chuckle out of them. Up first, we have Becker. Let's hear it for Becker. After that, we have let's don't use my government name. Which is always a good move. I do not recommend using your government name on the internet. After that, we have bunch of under, so many underscores. After that, we have I underscore can underscore feel underscore comfortable underscore calling underscore Alex underscore daddy underscore now. Wow. Uh, and I can feel the love tonight. That's how I felt as I read the I can feel part. But yes, you can, I guess, call me daddy. Don't call Mrs. P mommy, though. Uh, we've been through this. She really doesn't like the term mommy. We're, I guess, mom. Is kind of what we're going with. She's we're there's a lot. There's a lot of there's a lot there. After that, we have macabre goblin. Macabra? Macabra. Macabre dance Macabre. Macabre goblin. There we go. Macabre goblin. Let's hear it from macabre goblin. After that, we have Ashes underscore only, underscore made, underscore this, underscore profile, underscore two, underscore cyber dash bully, underscore Alex. You know what? I appreciate it. I do appreciate you becoming a $5 a month team lead uh, to bully me on this. After that, we have Catherine View. After that, we have short underscore range underscore attack underscore chicken. That's right, short range attack chicken. And finally, we have Spencer Somehow Knows. So guys, thank you so much for joining our Patreon and supporting not only this episode, but the continued show.
3: Hey, hon, let's meet our team leader.
1: So, I think I've done everything, the baseline that I need to do to bring you guys to this episode that we recorded way back in August. Uh, Like I said, we have a bunch of episodes coming soon with more guest stars, uh, but we wanted to bring His Name Was Dusk back by bringing him to you earlier so you were introduced to him all the way back in August. So, without further ado, I'm going to throw it to a couple who was sitting in a room five months ago who do not have a baby. They... Are bright eyed. They have clear hearts and minds. They have not suffered through that
3: hospital. 500.
1: That's right. This is a can episode, which we just explained to you from the intro.
2: Yeah, of course we did.
1: And that means that we have a special guest actually presenting us with knowledge I know. I'm about
2: to learn stuff.
1: I know. I'm very excited. It's it's fucking crazy. Yeah. He's so excited. He's chomping at the bit. I am. Yeah. And you guys might know him. He has been a prior guest on the show. It's champing. It's champing?
3: Champing
2: at the bit. He's (laughs) champing at the bit. You know what? Learning things immediately. You know what?
1: Why don't you gin yourself up some more (laughs) followers? (laughs) Uh, he is a regular on the show, actually more than anyone else. It's true. He is the third Beatle to our four Beatles. He is. His name was Dusk.
2: Woo! Wait, what Beatle am I?
1: You? You're yeah. like you're like every version of Ringo.
2: I'm Ringo.
1: No. Ringo keeps the band together. That's all right. True. That man is a fucking metronome. Well, who are you? I was me. Say,
3: okay, but each of you has to be two. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So I'm you Paul get... and John.
2: You're no definitely way. not Paul. You're George Harrison. You're George Harrison. You're I George Harris. I'm George Harrison. You're the chaos you're monster George that is George Harrison. Yeah. Okay. You're George and John. Just chaos.
3: And she's, am I, what? Just angle your mic a little more. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, but you're definitely the Paul. I'm Paul. But you are the ring. And also the ring. Like, <laughs> you, like <laughs> it, it wouldn't work if one of you was John <laughs> and Paul. Yeah. No. Okay, so we you hate established yourself that. enough.
1: All right, so now that Pete Best is here, we have, <laughs> his name was Dusk himself. He is going to be uh, talking to us on this episode. He has his own topic. Mrs. Pearl does not know it. Yeah, I'm excited. Um, This is, for us, even though this may be a canned episode, may not be the first time you guys are hearing it, but for us, this is the first time we've ever had a guest Tell us a story. Yeah. So this is the first. We're actually opening up our marriage to letting someone else lord dump on both of us.
2: Wow. A third.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah.
2: Sure. You love to make it uncomfortable. I really do. So you know
1: what? Honestly, I'm going to go ahead and pass this off to... His name was Dusk. Uh, Just, you know, be gentle with us. This is our first time.
3: (laughs) All right. So, um... What? Oh. Okay. Uh, Okay. I feel like you got like real close there. You were like, go ahead, just be gentle with us. And well, then the immediately wasn't... your hand was in my face. <laughs> yeah, because well, the mic wasn't pointed at your mouth. Okay. Yeah. All right. Uh, so I chose to do my research on Salvador Dali. Okay. Okay. Yep. Um, the artist. The artist. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, the surrealist painter. Yep. Uh, I wanted to ask actually, because uh, Perlman knew I was doing uh, what I was doing. What do you know about Salvador Dali?
2: I know. I went to the Salvador Dali Museum in Florida. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, And I've obviously seen his work. I believe that I know that he might have been an asshole. Oh, yeah. I think I heard he was an asshole and a misogynist. But other than that, I don't really know much.
1: You know what's really fucked up? What's is yeah. <laughs> when you talked to me and you were like, "What do you know?" It's like, oh, I've been to the museum. I couldn't remember <laughs> like when with Mrs. Pearl Mania or an ex. It was a long time ago. It was it was yeah, it was almost a decade ago. Yeah, but I like wow. I couldn't wrap my head around. I was like, who was I with? Because it wasn't.
2: Yeah, I, I dragged you down the spring training.
1: Yeah, I remember. I mm-hmm. just but I kept trying to remember. I was like, why would I've been in Florida with one of my exes? Spring training. Right, um, But yeah, you're the only person I've traveled to Florida with sexually.
2: Oh, wow. Okay, that's what? a lot to say. Yeah, well. So anyway, Salvador Ooh. Dali.
3: Uh, Sorry. I am here. Yeah. Okay. So like yet? <laughs> like maybe yeah. one day we'll travel to Florida? <laughs> There's yeah. a possibility. Uh-huh. Uh huh. So his actu- his full name, Salvador Domingo Felipe Jacinto Dali y Dominic Marquis of Dali and Pubol.
2: What? So
1: I so. <laughs> so mad
3: already. Yeah, <laughs> that's his full that's, name.
1: That that Spa I mean, is he from Spain?
3: Yes, he's from Spain. Yeah. Okay, and you're from Spain. I am also from. Well, my family is from Spain. Yeah, you I are. I was born in Wisconsin. Okay, which and is I live in Philadelphia. Which, but Wisconsin is like the Spain of the Upper Midwest. Yeah, <laughs> that's that's They've their motto. they got
2: ham and cheese. Yeah, yes.
3: the Spain of the Upper Midwest. It says it right on their license plates. <laughs> so, October twelfth, nineteen o one, Salvador Dali Icusi, a middle class lawyer and notary, and his wife, Philippa Dominic Ferris, had a son whom they named Salvador Dali. Okay. On August 1st, 1903, about two years later, the child died of gastroenteritis. Okay. Okay. All
2: right. On May 11th, 1904, now he died 1903,
3: mm-hmm. uh, August 1st, 1903, on May 11th, 1904, about nine months later... They had another son. Okay. And also named him Salvador Dali. They really
2: were into the name.
3: Right. And if you, the dad's name was also Salvador Dali. Yeah. So they really wanted to have. They're like, uh... there's gonna be a Salvador Dali. Right, right. But his full name was what again? Uh, Salvador Domingo Felipe Jacinto Dali y Dominic, Marquis of Dali and Pubol. Now he was not the Marquis of Dali and Pubol yet. Okay. So he gains that later. He gains that later. I, I guess probably wasn't confirmed, so probably one of these is a confirmation name. Yeah. Can you confirm something? Because I've had this question for a very long time. I can't actually confirm As you have sp- to be a priest.
1: Okay. As a Spaniard. <laughs> <laughs> I hate this episode yeah. so much already. As a Spaniard, mm-hmm. what's with all the names?
3: Um How come you don't have your mom's name in your name? I don't know.
1: Oh, is that what it is? It's his mom's? So it's a mixture of family names. They just keep all of them? Sure, yes. Okay, but why did he only keep Salvador Dali out of those
3: 37 names? Branding.
2: It's called branding. It's branding,
3: which will play in for Dali, because one thing that Dali was really good at
1: is branding. I've been to the museum. He was good at a lot of things.
3: Okay, but one thing that he was specifically good at, because... As you may know, it was the Dali Museum. You might be creative, you might be really talented, yeah. But if you are not at all good at branding, it's yeah. very difficult this day and age to have mm-hmm. any.
1: But I just want to say, I uh-huh. went to the Dali Museum. Yeah, it was. Yeah, they had other art there. Sure, but, it's but it was the Dali, Dali Museum. Museum. Yeah, and yeah. it's not
3: the only Dali Museum. Oh, that's fucked up. There's a bunch um, of them. Yeah, we're so gonna find out. On May 11th, 1904, Dali was born. When he was five,
2: mm-hmm. he made it to five. Congrats. His parents
3: took him to his brother's grave oh, and told no. him that he was the reincarnation of his brother, a concept which he eventually came to believe.
2: Oh, okay.
3: Salvador has later said that the original child was just a sketch oh. and he was the masterpiece.
2: That is an incredibly <laughs> fucked up thing to say about your dead brother.
3: <laughs> yep. So Dali's father was a strict disciplinarian whose approach was tempered by his mom who actually was very into her son's artistic endeavors really encouraged them and uh, encouraged um his dad to also encourage them. So uh he uh he um was uh went into went to a uh a, a art school okay. because his parents just were like okay you've clearly you're clearly into this um he, he stated that around this time as a child, he saw a book with graphic illustrations of venereal diseases. Okay. Um, as one that, does. Right. And that this provoked, uh, and there were like real graphic ones, and they uh, provoked lifelong disgust of female genitalia mm-hmm. and a fear of impotence and sexual intimacy, which he would carry on for his entire life. Okay, um, this is something like that, a venereal disease. Wow,
2: well, right. what were, were these pictures?
3: Right, these are so, hand
1: drawn pictures.
3: Uh, unclear whether they were illustration. Like it says graphic illustrations in some places. It's just said graphic images. So okay. I don't know if it was because also some of the stuff has been written in English and then trans or Spanish and then translated. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's unclear so whether they were, there might illustrations be or so photos.
2: Immediately, my first thought is we all know who Salvador Dali is, a yeah. great artist and painter. However, whoever drew these uh, venereal diseases is the real talent.
3: Is the most influential like artist of all time. Yeah. What yeah. type of talent uh, do you
2: have to draw a genital yeah, award imagine, to burn into a kid ima- that he doesn't want to do anything with sex?
1: Imagine drawing so horrifically that you scare Salvador Dali off of pussy forever. Yeah. Like, that's a fucking, I didn't know that talent. was, there I didn't know. There should be a know. museum to that. Oh. <laughs> so in
3: 1917, uh, Dali's father organized an exhibition of his charcoal drawings in their family home. Um, he had his first public exhibition after that in 1919, so like two years later. Okay. In February 1921, and he's, and he's
1: 14 about this time, uh, right? Because you said 1904, 1905 oh, was oh, born? Four. Yeah, he was born okay. in 1904.
2: A 14-year-old who's not looking at boners or vaginas. Yeah, he's like, I don't, he's
3: looking at them.
2: But he's horrified.
3: But he is afraid of touching he, that. Yeah, to, like, he's looking at this. Oh! Yeah, right. That's um, how he's looking at There are actually images from that time of him um, taking, like, a illustration in a book and, like, uh, of a uterus and, like, drawing a face oh, from it. yeah, okay. It's just, like, a weird thing that exists from back then. But that's also, like, really indicative of his later art. Okay. So... Uh, In February 1921, Dali's mother died of breast cancer. Oh, okay. Dali was 16 years old. He has said since then that this was the, and this is a quote, was the greatest blow I had experienced in my life. I worshipped her. I could not resign myself to the loss of a being on whom I counted to make invisible the unavoidable blemishes of my soul. After her death, Dali's father married his deceased wife's sister,
2: well, because the wife was just a, a copy just, drawing of yeah. the next wife, like right, his brother.
3: Yeah, yeah, right, yeah. yeah. Just the, the whole family just is a just
1: sketch. a series. Yeah, it's yeah. very weird. Series of sketches. This is what you're saying is the dollies are quite sketchy. Uh, oh
3: God! Uh, they actually had a uh, don't boo me, you fuckers! A, I didn't boo you. They had a portrait of the brother, by the way, over their bed. Uh, th- their whole life when he was he like,
2: wait he, they put a, a portrait of the dead brother above Salvador's bed.
3: No, above their bed.
2: The parents' bed? Above
3: their parents' bed.
2: Oh, my God.
1: I don't God. know. Maybe something but about like- he was two, right?
3: He was like an infant infant, When right? he was- Oh, yeah. He died when he was- he yeah. The, the was, brother. He uh, was uh, two years old, yeah. Yeah. Okay.
1: So like that's still like, not, not really- Not above a, the bed. No. But no, no. But that's saying, weird. But it's also just like like two-year-olds like look like two-year-olds. like They don't
3: look like a full But adult. I have a
2: feeling his parents were like, this isn't you. This is your dead do brother. You think, <laughs>
3: no, do you think- No, no. This is you. <laughs> You are him. Oh, you are oh, him. Yeah. You're oh. the same. Reincarnation.
2: Reincarnation. You're the same.
3: Yeah. Oh, yeah. And
2: so he had to marry his wife's sister because of reincarnation. Sort of. Yeah. So, <laughs> well, so but
3: Dolly didn't resent this because he had a great love and respect for his aunt. Okay. So he was like, yeah, totally. But, uh, like, okay. it was also, like, a thing that happens. Sister mom's at great. Some point. Yeah. Yeah. The sister so, mom's school. So, um, he went to San Fernando, uh, San Fernando Royal Academy of Fine Arts in Madrid, where okay. he met uh, Luis Buñuel, who's a filmmaker, Spanish filmmaker that he would later go on to make uh, movies with, and Freddy, Federico Garcia Lorca. Um, the friendship with Lorca had a strong element of mutual passion, but Dalí rejected the poet's sexual advances. It's it's uh, okay. allegedly it's it's rumored. Oh. Um, oh, do you want me to hit the button? No. Yeah. All so
1: allegedly,
3: <laughs> it's fair. No, yeah. um, so it's weird having it. With my, I know uh, you made for, that for me saying it.
1: You made that joke last time,
3: did I? Yeah, yeah. that okay. was weird for you to hear. Allegedly. Well, no, it's it's weird when it's a thing I said, that and needs then having to have an alleged... my voice come in yeah. to say like I could have just said you could have right. just said it. So um, Dali was expelled from the academia in 1926, uh, shortly before his final exams. Oh, because when uh, one of the professors went to ins- uh, went to exam him. He started insulting the professor and saying that there was not a professor at the school that was worthy of uh, of giving him an exam. Oh. Okay, so I don't see a problem with that. Okay, you I, wouldn't because um, you're an egomaniac. I I think
1: that this is that's completely normal. Uh, for someone to refuse their final On grade.
2: final exam? Like, just take it so you can get out.
3: Yeah. Well, no. that same year, he made his first visit to Paris where he met Pablo Picasso, whom uh, Dali revered. Mm-hmm. Uh, Picasso had already heard favorable reports about Dali from other famous painter, uh, Joan Miro. Um, so right around this time, uh, in, in, it was like around 1929, uh, Dali met... Uh, his soon-to-be wife Gala. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um She she and he was, hates her vagina. She was married to the painter Paul Edward and was essentially in a throuple with uh sorry Paul Edouard, and she was essentially in a throuple with him and uh Max Ernst the the artist Max Ernst. Okay. Okay. Uh, she was also ten years older than him. Yeah. Um, in uh August, ten years older than Dali. Yes, than okay. Dali. Yeah. Uh, So she was a Russian immigrant um, who at the time was married to the Surrealist poet. um, And Dali had a bunch of professional exhibitions, uh, officially joined the Surrealist group.
2: She sounds really cool. I just want to point this out. Like She sounds pretty cool. Yeah.
3: There are weirdly mixed reviews reviews reviews? about her. I didn't do too much about her, but there is like... If you, well, if we, you know
2: I, something, leave a comment. There's some I stuff know in more. here.
3: Here's the thing. I'm a huge fan of Courtney Love, and yeah. there's a lot of mixed things about Courtney Love. Yeah. I also yeah. think Yoko Ono is pretty cool. There's yeah. a lot of mixed reviews. You got to think about who was the driving force of those stories and who yeah. people... So, uh, so what you're saying is, allegedly. Right, allegedly. Okay. So, So um, he joined the Surrealist groups. Okay. It was called... The Surrealists. Okay, they're they're just, don't, I've, don't heard the I've
1: heard of them. I've heard of these guys. They would walk around, they're like, we're the Surrealists. Right. And everyone's like, oh, these fuckers. Nerds. So just paint a thing that is the thing you're painting. And they're <laughs> like,
3: no! So for like two years, he had already been making art that was really influenced by Surrealism. But yeah, he yeah. officially joined them. Um, and they hailed what he called the... Um, Paranoic, critical method of accessing the subconscious for greater artistic creativity. Oh my God. All right, right. yeah, yeah. I'm like already. You guys, right? listen.
1: This is an audio podcast, so people can't <laughs> hear
3: us air jerk. Yeah, but we all just air jerked at the same time. So I don't know if you um, remember the last time I was on. But we talked about accessing your dreams and accessing your dreams for writing and stuff. Mm -hmm. So what Dali liked to do was access his dreams. He actually has a, uh, what is called, I actually have a book on painting that he wrote uh, that is like to teach you how to paint uh, in which he says things like... um, if, you, if you're not painting with oils, you, you, what you're doing is essentially rubbing excrement on different excrement. Like, he's, oh, like, okay. real, like... A, a purist, ah, you know
1: what? But honestly, somebody who believes that his dead brother is a sketch of right. himself, like, yeah, makes sense.
3: He also said in that once book, you, By the way,
1: once you've na- nailed that, like, uh-huh. everything else makes sense from yeah. this point well, forward.
3: Yeah. So, but also, in that book, he says... um, In that book, he says that the greatest thing that you could possibly do Mm -hmm. to be a painter is to have been named Salvador Dali. Oh, I like
2: that his ego is so small and minimal. He's just like really humble.
3: It's true. The second thing that you want to do is to have been born in Spain. Got it. (laughs) Everything else.
2: Doesn't matter, dude. I can
3: teach you. Uh, (laughs) Oh. Like that's essentially what he, how he uh, phrases that.
2: I don't want to jump ahead, but this sounds a little touchy. It sounds like Salvador Dali is about to start an MLM for art. Uh, no. Here's the one thing. A cult. A cult. Eh.
1: Here's the one thing I'll say is that with in Salvador Dali's case, right, Mm -hmm. he's one of those ones, much like Muhammad Ali or other like famous shit talkers through history. Mm -hmm. There are these guys. Who talk mad shit, and then actually are able to back it up? Like Salvador Dali is an incredible painter, right? And there was some of those paintings that we saw; those paintings were so good, I forgot you were there.
2: Yeah, all right. Like I
1: I will, I mean, like I will say that much. Yeah, he's not a bad painter. So we're so used to covering people who suck shit, but still talk like this, right? That it's catching us off guard Mm -hmm. because it's like, yeah, I mean. Salvador Dali. Okay, that part's pretty. That's a pretty good line, right? And, and then also, also be Spanish. I don't agree with that part.
3: It's a big part of his brand. Mm-hmm. His this, branding like, his, exists because because he right now he has not gotten into branding, but like uh, what's what's uh, Andy Warhol yeah. has said that without Dali, like what he was able to do, this like pop uh, like propaganda style mm-hmm. commercial art just doesn't exist. Yeah. Um, so. Uh, so uh, the paranoia critical method, one of the ways that he explains in the art book is to use the key and plate method, which I've actually used at some point because I was like, eh, why not? Yeah. Which is he would hold a heavy metal key, like one of those old skeleton keys above a metal plate, sit in a, ca- like a chair that was comfortable until he fell asleep. And then, when he fell asleep, he would let go of the key. It would hit the metal plate and wake him up. And in that moment, he would start painting. So he had just gotten like a little taste of dream, but then was like in that like kind of that's addled the worst state. thing I've in heard. The world. See, I heard about this. I thought it was a spoon. Uh, so in I the heard book, it. I he heard says it as, a key. I have said. I have seen in the research. He, it does say. Um, it's like a, a big spoon. like a big, big metal spoon, just, but yeah. In the book, he says a key. Yeah. So I'm gonna go with the one he said. Though there's a lot of that where I he can. says one thing and doesn't the necessarily back it up. When you out. first fall
2: asleep, yeah. And if somebody wakes you up during oh that God. moment, I wake up ready to punch oh, everyone sure. in the face. But
3: he's and going on, out of his way to enter and on world. purpose. Oh. I will say, I did it once. Yeah. And then I and was did like, you
2: punch the art in front of you. No,
3: I, I did. <laughs> I, wrote, I I I was doing it to write a song, and I did write like what was like a weird and creative song. I feel like, but. I haven't done it since. Yeah. It's a real annoying and frustrating like, when thing I fall to do. Asleep, like, I fall asleep. You know what I want to do? Right, let me go sit and fall asleep. No. Yeah, I've so, tried that.
1: I've tried that before, where I've tried like waking up and then me like writing down at least some of the ideas, like mm-hmm. baseline ideas. And then my first thoughts when I wake up is like, I gotta piss. Like that's usually. <laughs> Because I'm waking up from a full night of sleep. That's like so a whole it, stand-up material set right there. Yeah, yeah. It's like, I gotta I pee. gotta piss. Or before it was, I just really want to smoke. Like, uh-huh. it was just, there's nothing about sleeping and immediately waking up was like, art time. Right. Like, this doesn't work. Well, you also but do that's a where, very different thing. Yeah, but
3: that's that. where the clocks came from and shit like that, well, right? Well, funny you should say, in 1931, Dolly painted one of his most famous works, The Persistence of Memory, which introduced a surrealist image of soft melting pocket watches. You've probably seen it in every dorm room that you've ever been to. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Um, the general interpretation of the work is that the soft watches are a rejection of the assumption that time is rigid. Uh, the idea is supported by other images in the work, such as the wide expanding landscape uh, and other limp watches shown being devoured by insects. So,
1: so real quick, mm-hmm. I, this is one of my big problems with art, uh, especially modern art is, uh, to me they're just melty clocks on a on an old old tree in a desert. Yeah. Mm. It doesn't need to be more than that. That's true. Like that's just that so like even the name of it though. What's the name of the piece again? Uh, the Persistence of Memory. Yeah, fuck off. Like it's melty clocks. Like yeah. if I say Persistence of Memory, someone's going to look at me like I don't have an art degree. But I go, "The Melty Clock Painting."
3: Right. Everybody knows it. Yeah. Well, uh, when we get to Freud, there's like an interesting thing that he has to say about that, and we'll we'll get to that. Okay. Oh, okay. Freud's uh, bad. Probably involves motherfucking. Uh, okay. In 1934, Dalí and Gala also attended a masquerade party in New York. Ooh, sexy. Yeah, Host- I'm glad you well, said masquerade and not massacre because yeah. that's
1: where I was like massacre. Uh, uh,
3: it was hosted for them by air- an heiress called uh, Garess Crosby. Okay. For their costumes. They dressed as the Lindbergh baby and his kidnapper. This was two years dark after the Lindbergh baby, uh, kidnapping
2: still didn't do blackface like Justin Trudeau. So that's true. The resulting
3: uproar in the press was so great that Dali actually apologized.
2: Oh, he got canceled.
3: Uh, he was like, all right, sorry, my bad. Uh, When he returned to Paris, the surrealists confronted him (gasps) about apologizing for a surrealist act. That was like the biggest worst thing you could possibly Uh... do is when someone's like, that's not what you should do. That's the point. Like, that's. They were like, you can't apologize. It ruins the whole thing. Like, dude, we're professional assholes. Right. They're trolls. So, in addition to apologizing for their costumes, the surrealists were angered that. He insisted that surrealism could exist in an apolitical context and he refused to explicitly denounce fascism. Oh, okay, that's not good.
2: I don't like where
3: that's oh, uh, so he's doing a centrist thing,
2: mm.
1: yeah.
3: And he was like, I just think that art doesn't have to be political, like, mm. you could just not make your art political. And this, and he's from Spain, right? Right, uh, during uh, and this was this the civil was, war, yeah, this was just before that, okay. We're not quite there yet. All We're, right. It's it's on the horizon. Well, he's just speed running
1: his way into asshole them. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. So, uh, Real quick, though, when you said the Lindbergh baby thing, uh-huh. it reminded me of when Bill Maher dressed up as Steve Irwin for a Halloween costume. Oh, my God. With the Stingray barb sticking out of, of his chest. Of course. Because Bill Maher, not a surrealist, just a dickhead. Just an asshole. Right. Just I just... It, asshole. Listen... Anyone out there, I know you've been listening to this podcast for a very long time now. We appreciate you very much. If you ever take one thing away from this podcast, Bill Maher is a fucking dickhead. Bag shit. And uh, every day, every day, I hope he's hit by an uninsured driver.
2: Mm, Yeah, that's nice. It's a good thought. So Back to Dolly.
3: Andre Breton. Oh, I don't like that name. This is a guy that we're going to hear about because he has a... He hates Dolly. Oh, Oh, okay. I'm in. So so he's... If Dolly's Bill Maher... He's me, Andre Breton. This is that guy that tried to fight Tycho Brahe. Oh. Like, this is a dude that is like, and but doesn't like, no, we're cool now that we've dueled. It is, I read somewhere, but I couldn't back it up on anywhere else that Dali did threaten this dude, or did uh, challenge this dude to a duel, and it never happened. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I literally nowhere else said that, and I just, I, I, so that seems yeah, yeah, like yeah. maybe... Why uh,
2: doesn't Andre like him?
3: So... um, the things that we were just talking about, him apologizing for this act, and he was very leftist. Okay. Um, Andre Breton. Andre Breton. Yeah. Um, and right then, uh, he was it was like uh Dali lived very close to France, uh, in Spain, and the surrealists were very heavily based out of uh I think France, André Breton is Fran- French. Um, They're Paris, right? Aren't they Parisian? Yeah, but yeah, yeah. there was some, uh, I believe that there was some Spanish as well. Yeah, yeah. I'm not 100% sure on that. But André Breton really pushed them to try to kick him out of the Surrealists. Mm. Um, though, so they they had like a um, a mock trial. Shut up. Like trying to get, kick him out. But Dali, like kept dunking on him and kept on like getting one up. And so they ended up not letting him or not kicking him though. They allegedly forced him to remove a swastika armband Jesus. from a painting he had made of his wet nurse. What?
2: Oh, oh my what God.
3: The, <laughs> wait, this is, wait. we
2: gotta kick the Nazis. So there the is a, Saudi there is groups.
3: a painting uh, that he did of his wet nurse uh, oh. where she has like a hole in her chest. Oh, um, no. And uh, apparently originally that That painting had a swastika, she was wearing a swastika armband. He at the time claimed that the Surrealists didn't appreciate that there were connections to be made between their own bourgeois childhoods and the family life of the dictator. He had defended himself to Breton with this quote, claiming, I am Hitlerian, neither in fact nor in intention. He then pointed out that Nazis would likely burn his work and chastise leftists for their lack of insight into fascism. So the one thing I'm not
1: defending, hmm? I'm not. I want to go ahead and right. state that from the beginning. There is a thing people need to put in, in mind when dealing with the 1930s into the 40s especially. Mm-hmm. The rise of the Nazis and what the Nazis did 100% No one during that time had ever experienced that before. It is very easy for people in the 90s, 2000s, to the 2023, to 2024, to look back and go, all right, everyone kept thinking that something was going to stop this. Right. Everyone kept thinking, no, this had never happened. And so now we actually have antibodies in our system and in our societies to stop us from going full tilt Holocaust. Right. And there were people back then, like this Anton Baton guy, Baton, Andre yeah, Andre Baton, who was like, no, this is super fucked up, but then you will have other people who are like, well, I don't know, how, how fucked up could it be? And this is the same arguments you get to hear when people are telling you, oh, don't worry about Ron DeSantis sure, or any of these other fucking sure. people down there. And it's like, well, no, like right now we're lucky because we still have Holocaust survivors and people from that era who studied this history extremely, but back then- A guy like Salvador Dali, who is charismatic
3: enough, can be like, nah, I'm just having a little fun. But also, so his argument essentially boiled down to like, yo, like you can be making a point with a symbol, with Nazi symbols, without being. That point being pro-Nazi, like, mm-hmm. and and that's like he really leaned on that, yeah. and he agreed to remove the thing in the image. It doesn't have that. There are no remaining images of that painting with yeah. uh, the swastika that I could it, find. It is very much though. It's very much a
1: I'm using the stones to defeat the stones type of feel, and also the hey I'm sh- I have to put on blackface to show you how bad blackface is. Right, right, right. It's that type of sure. feel that the arguments only giving
2: one me. person's ever done it. Robert Downey Jr.
3: Oh, I thought you meant Justin Trudeau. Oh no! (laughs) No, I thought you were talking about that movie Bamboozled. Oh, Oh. there's a lot of there's. I mean, there's There's like a a whole thing about that. Uh, So I'm gonna I'm gonna say this one other thing, and maybe we play a thing uh, after this. Take a a break. But uh, at the time after this whole debacle, he was quoted as saying, "The only difference between me and the surrealists." Is that I am a surrealist?
2: Damn, that's a sick burn.
3: That's
1: actually pretty that's good. A sick burn. I mean, the one thing is, listen, <laughs> the guy got the guy got what, as the kids call it, Riz. Yeah, he's got mad Riz. Yeah, and his branding's very good. By the so, time
2: yeah. this episode comes out, Riz is not going to be a thing anymore. Uh, that's probably We're gonna true. We're going to sound even older than we already are.
3: I don't. You know
1: what? Honestly, I think that Salvador Dali, all that. And a bag of
2: chips. Okay, We're
3: you know what? That back. When this episode comes out, that won't even be a a common saying anymore. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. What it's about the... how about this? I think that this
1: whole episode and having his name was Dusk as a guest is really da bomb.
3: Again, I think wow. that's going to be dated by the time this gets released. Yeah,
2: just just then it'll be yeah. dated, not yeah. now. Right no. now, now so it sounded great. Honestly, I point.
3: honestly, both of you talk to the
1: hand. Oh, oh he got us there.
2: Gonna give us this move right the, the here. L, 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 L. L. Whatever. Welcome.
0: When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At Blue Nile.com, you can design a one of a kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5.
1: and we're back once again, uh, guys. Thank you so much for listening. This is a canned episode, uh, but you know, as I'm in a can, you were in a can.
2: Release the worms!
1: Whoa! <laughs> but yeah, this is a canned episode. So if you uh, enjoyed or you keep enjoying the show, always you can follow us on Patreon, patreoncom promania 500 or you can follow Mrs. Perlmania on Instagram, missus Perlmania500, myself, Perlmania500, or his name was Dusk. At his name was Dusk on Instagram. Uh, that's what we all are on, yep. and uh, nothing else. Nothing else. Uh, yeah. I mean, I'm on other things. Threads.
3: But. If Threads still exists when this episode
1: yeah, yeah released. honestly, it's it's teetering right now. Last time I opened it up, it was just like Macy's.
3: Macy's <laughs> was like,
1: "Hey, remember us?" And like, no, no dude. you have three likes.
3: <laughs> okay, I'm gonna. We're gonna. I'm gonna change shift gears a little bit. Shift okay. the gears. Yeah, we're going to play a little game. Oh. Oh. That I like to call Kanye or Dolly.
2: No. <laughs> I don't like where this is going. So, go. as you oh.
3: notice, okay. Dolly is pretty cocky and yeah. he says some things that are pretty cocky. And he's an artist. And he's an artist, a true genius.
2: A true genius.
3: So, I'm going to I'm going to give you a quote. Okay. Uh and I'm going to have you both uh just tell me i'm gonna go back and forth of who um uh who goes first okay okay i'm giving i
1: gave her i gave uh, mrs perlmania a slip of paper so we can keep our own scores okay but okay. i do
3: think that we sh- oh your scores yeah, yeah we're gonna keep our you scores. should answer out loud though, yeah no we're gonna okay. answer out loud okay. Okay. Or else
1: it makes no sense right. or else that's our audio i was podcast. like when you handed
3: out the paper i was like ah, this is a- no okay. no this is just to
1: keep our own scores
3: okay okay who first? He, uh, we're going to start with uh, Mrs. Okay. Okay. uh for the first one, and then we'll go back and forth. Uh, all right, I think we're f- like five. I yeah, have, I I have, five. I I have 15, good. but like five is fine. Yeah, all right. Okay. If we need tiebreakers, you have plenty. Okay, great. Uh, here's something that's contrary to popular belief. I actually don't like thinking. I think people think I like to think a lot, and I don't. I do not like to think at all. Was that... Dali sorry was that Salvador Dali or was that Kanye West
2: I think it was Kanye
3: okay and
1: I I honestly I think the same thing I think that sounds very Kanye to me that was Kanye All nice
2: right. points 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 across
3: the board okay um how about this I'm much more interested in speaking or being near people who think the opposite of the things I think than with people who think the same things that I think. I'm going to say
1: that sounds like Salvador Dali to me.
2: I'm also going to say Dali, because if we learn anything, Kanye surrounds himself with yes men.
3: Yeah. Uh, Salvador Dali. Yeah. All
2: right. Yeah, two boys.
3: Two all. Two all. I don't do drugs. I am drugs.
2: Kanye.
1: Shit. you were really on that one as being. I'm gonna go Salvador Dali just because I think. Yeah, it was Salvador Dali. Yeah. Oh,
2: no, I pulled
1: forward. You jumped on it too fast. I was like, Ah, she's either is, she's either really hype on it
3: or not at all. Yeah. When you are a genius, wait, who, who's I'm it's Logan, mine. Pearl, it's mine. Okay. Yeah. When you are a genius, you do not have to. Oh, sorry, when you are a genius, you don't have the right to die. Because we are necessary for the progress of humanity.
1: I'm going to say Salvador Dali. That sounds very.
2: I'm going to say Dali too. It's very pretentious. It is Dali. Yeah. All right.
1: They're pretty close, though. Yeah. Yeah.
2: I really. They could be either of them for sure.
3: Uh, okay. <laughs> I feel like I'm too busy writing history to read it, Kanye. Yeah, I'm gonna go Kanye on that, that was Kanye. one. <laughs> that was Kanye. All right, that's
1: five for me. Was I'm getting five? nervous. I'm that getting... was I. Just, I hit five points, but why five. hit us? Hit us with
3: three more. She's got four. Okay. A true artist is not one who is inspired, but one who inspires others.
2: Salvador Dali.
3: Yeah, Dolly. Yeah, it was Dolly.
2: Okay, that was kind of nice. I that's the first time he hasn't sounded pretentious. Here's the
1: here's the way I've been getting him so far is because Dolly will say artist. Uh Kanye typically doesn't think about other artists.
2: Mm, He's the only artist. He is the only artist. (laughs) Got it.
3: It is not me who is the clown, but this monstrously cynical and so unconsciously naive society, which plays the game of seriousness in order to better hide its madness.
2: Okay, that's Dolly.
3: That's Kanye. It's Dolly. Ah,
2: Damn it! I got it.
3: All right, now we're tied. Oh well, no! Six all. Nobody can tell me where I can and can't go.
2: <laughs> that sounds like me. <laughs> That's something I would say. I'm gonna
1: go with Kanye.
2: Uh, I'll go with Salvador Dali.
3: It was Kanye. Oh. Yeah, I win. <laughs> yeah seven to six. y'all did pretty well.
2: thanks
1: yeah, those were some tough ones though it is uh, intriguing
2: they're, that they're so similar in their once thought you pull up,
1: once you pull up the little ticks because there's the big thing with the Dali ones versus Kanye was remembering that I kept remembering the audience he was speaking to right and so like Salvador Ali is is definitely speaking to a much more narrow educated audience versus Kanye speaking to a much wider audience.
3: Though that is the thing that we will learn that he didn't necessarily like he considered himself more of the people Salvador oh no, he no, no. wanted to Salvador Dali wanted to oh, okay. no,
1: I understand that, but i I think that at the time there the artists, the people who were super into that type of art are going to be an upper echelon of people anyway are going to be more educated, sure, than just like the masses weren't going to the museums at that level
3: enough to, for Salvador Dali— I yeah. think another thing that happens, and it, it was it was a thing that made it really difficult to find good quotes, because sometimes it was like literally the way this was translated is clearly translated by a professor. Mm. <laughs> right? Like the people that do the translations into English make him sound very professorial. Yeah. And I think sometimes it was like, <laughs> he said it like he, w- the kinds of things that he says are, the difference between me and the Surrealists is that I'm a Surrealist. Like, that's yeah. the kind of shit yeah. that he... Uh, so anyway, let's. Go. we're at 1936. Okay, 1936. Okay. Great year. Dali is on the cover of Time magazine. <laughs> okay. Okay.
2: I've seen that cover.
3: Uh, so he's been on it a couple times, okay. apparently. But this is the first time that he was on. He did not have his trademark mustache yet. Oh. He had a... Uh, what he referred to in, by the way, Salvador Dali's mustache, has its own wikipedia page. Oh wow. Oh wow. But he had what he referred to as the smallest mustache in the world because oh. it was a very very thin mustache. Think uh Raul Julia as um Gomez, Gomez, Gomez Adams. Adams. Yeah, like, so he really shaved the top. Yeah. Um and so this is like the beginning of him having this uh this mustache. Um he quickly became for Americans the embodiment of the surrealist movement. Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Another reason, I'm sure, why Andre Breton hated him. Uh, (laughs) Yeah, Americans like him. Fuck this dude, eh? Dude. huh? I hate this man so much. That same year, he took part in London International Surrealist Exhibition uh, for his lecture that he gave there entitled (laughs) Fantomas Paranoics Authentiques. Uh, Okay. It was delivered while wearing a deep-sea diving suit and helmet. He arrived to the event carrying a billiard cue oh and leading God. a pair of Russian wolfhounds. I, during yeah. his speech, he had to have the helmet unscrewed as he was gasping for breath, nearly uh, suffocating because everyone thought that when he, that no one could hear him through the suit at all. There was no. A uh, sound that could be heard. So when he started thrashing around, they all just assumed he was dancing. It's Dali doing the weird Dali thing. Look at how weird he is. And so he nearly died there. You know what's funny is uh-huh. actually
1: the other thing is because it's a sealed suit, right? It's a sealed scuba uh-huh. suit. Obviously, it doesn't have the oxygen set up to it, but it's clearly shut off. Mm-hmm. He probably would have been okay, but knowing Dali. He was probably giving his speech at full volume oh, inside yeah. the suit. Right. Yeah. Therefore, using up all of the remaining oxygen as faster than probably should be used. Also,
2: wanna bring up just for, again, quick reminder if you're in an underwater situation, stop having things that are screwed from the outside. Yeah. Okay, we've Very learned a big. lesson. We've learned lessons yeah. this year. Yeah. Yeah, for, um, for our listeners,
1: for this this is a while ago when this episode comes oh, out. Oh,
2: a bunch of billionaires
1: died in a fucking exploding submarine.
2: Yeah, imploding. It imploding. Didn't That's true. It imploded. Yeah. And then all the fish ate them. Yeah. And then we ate the fish.
3: i mm-hmm. remember billionaire Tum Tums. Yep. He also gave another speech. Uh, where, at, at? I don't remember where this one was, but he showed up in a Rolls Royce that had been completely filled with cauliflower. Why? Uh, and when I say completely filled, apparently it was like floor to ceiling, except for the driver's seat, was just filled with cauliflower. And this was at an art thing, and he just gave this speech about how the cauliflower was this perfect uh Thing of the universe uh, like this real weird uh, thing yeah,
2: he was like I recently got an air fryer and the and Rolls <laughs> Royce was the cauliflower is real big in my life right now
3: the Rolls Royce was borrowed okay from who I don't know oh. but they but got it back, back it filled up. with cauliflower I get
2: stank it's
3: uh huh. It's like the smelliest yeah.
2: vegetable. This yeah. is like
1: this is like asking your buddy to house sit for you, and you come back, and he's stolen all the copper. Yeah, uh, and <laughs> filled the house with cauliflower. Yeah.
2: it's like, why did you have to do the cauliflower part? Yeah,
3: so That's so fucking stupid. Uh, about but do not apologize. I am
2: an artist. Do not
3: apologize. When asked about the diving suit incident, he commented, and this is a quote. I just wanted to show that I was plunging deeply into the human mind. Oh my god! I hate him so much. I,
2: this is so pretentious.
3: So that same year, he went to another art. Thing, what year is a, this now? Uh, this is 1936. We're all still of, in 36. This is all still 36. He started. The world really blowing is, up. He started, the world
1: is teetering towards war, and he's like, fill a car with cauliflower. I need
2: two English dogs. But... I like. <laughs> I love the fact that, here's
1: what I love though is the fact that the world is like whatever, whatever that isn't the war.
2: Yeah.
1: They're like everything else is shit. We're coming out of one of the worst depressions in human history. We're teetering. Te- fascism's on the rides.
2: Oh, so this uh this exposition this, was the Barbie movie.
3: This is yes. Right. This everybody it looks was everybody like, was
2: hyped to see the Barbie movie. The like, yeah, is, whatever.
3: Think about it like you don't want realism. No. No, you want surrealism yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so he went to this place, they they had a art there was a a, a film, and he knocked over the projector. While the film was filming. All right. Um, On purpose? Yeah, yeah, intentionally. Like he got furious watching this movie. Okay, And he started yelling, my idea for a film was exactly that. And I was going to propose it to someone who would pay to have it made. He said, I never wrote it down or told anyone, Mm. but it is as if he had stolen it. Other versions of the accus- of the quotes uh, are him saying he stole it from my subconscious or he stole my dreams.
2: Um, do we know what movie it was
3: I, d- I did not Dang. write that down I, I... Uh, it was like an art film though yeah, like, uh, yeah. it was, uh... well what's funny is
1: I remember years ago there is this there was like the Dolly knockoffs over the years are all terrible. You know, and there's the same thing with who was the one. I can't remember the comedian, the very, he was the surrealist comedian, the one, Andy Kaufman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. There was, there's every couple years, there's always a bunch of Andy Kaufman clones come through every comedy scene. But I remember there was this one guy who was the Andy Kaufman clone who is himself a Salvador Dali clone. Mm -hmm. And I remember that one of his things was he would go to DJ nights where there was like more hip DJs playing at like smaller venues. And one of his things was, Uh, elbow dropping the fucking DJ booth and like breaking it. So no one else could play Mm. like mid set. Like he'd wait till like the height of the night, like 1130 between 1130 midnight, right around there where everybody's like really being, and he'd break it on purpose. And then he like one day finally they interviewed him in some, like I think one of the local zines and he was like, I'm doing art. And then once they came out, like everyone thought like he was like a weird psycho, but once he's like, I'm doing art, everyone's like, you're banned from the city. Yeah, goodbye. Like he was every time it became on site with this dude. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. Because this was one of those times where people were like, nope, nope, nope. We've been through this before. This man is going to start kicking over film cameras and yelling that we've stolen dreams.
3: Yep. Oh no. Um, so speaking of film, I I don't actually have years for this one, so I just threw it in here because of the film. Uh he uh, when he when uh, Salvador Dali first saw a Marx Brothers movie, okay, it yeah. put him in a trance. Okay, Ooh. he felt he was watching the human embodiment of surrealism in its purest form. I get that. All right. I honestly, yeah. Okay. All of the Marx Brothers, but especially Harpo, because Harpo was unbridled, almost yes. animalistic. Yes. He loved Harpo. I get that. <laughs> He started a pen pal relationship with Harpo Marx. Wait, what? He started writing Harpo Marx letters and he and Harpo Marx became
2: friends. That's so funny.
3: He at one point sent Harpo Marx a gift. Okay. It was a harp.
2: Okay. It
3: came wrapped in cellophane Mm -hmm. with the harp frame... Dripping forks—that's a—and spoons—that's a quote. I don't know. How, I think that they were just like hanging from it in the images, yeah, yeah, yeah. and uh, barbed wire replaced all of the strings. Oh. So, uh, Bill Marks—I think uh, the son of Harpo Marks, says they didn't have the instrument for very long because my mother, who was very practical, she said, "I'm sorry, I can't look at this anymore," and she threw it in the garbage. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Also, it, she had children in the house.
3: Right.
1: I just don't know. I love the I'm sorry. I, the I'm sorry. Like, she clearly <laughs> I mean, been staring at it for so long. I'm sorry. I can't. I can't. But, but babe, it's going to be worth a lot. It's Salvador Dali. When he thought, I, babe, I can't. I can't. Well, we'll put it in store. You want to pay? You want to pay to sell it later?
3: You cannot get, uh, you have to get specific instrument movers to move a harp, too. Yeah. <laughs> it's like a big-ass yeah. harp. Yeah. Uh, but, um, but it's
2: covered in barbed wire. And it's and covered forks. in
3: barbed wire and, and fourteen spoons. Uh so um there is and a famous in cellophane. Yeah. There is a famous photo of I'm uh, sorry. I think it was I'm actually sorry. wrapped in the cellophane to make the, sure that it that the that it didn't puncture the box yeah. the when I'm, it was shipped. I the I'm sorry uh-huh. is the funniest part of that whole thing. I'm uh-huh. sorry,
4: I can't look at
3: this uh, thing. It was very practical. I bet she like it's had a very so well-decorated
2: house. I'm sure I'm I'm, I'm child- of it. child She had lamps and couches she Living. liked, a nice wallpaper. And she just spent all those years getting her fucking husband and kids to not leave their drinks with rings on the table. Yep. And then a barbed wire harp shows up. She's uh-huh. like, listen. And ruins the whole aesthetic. She, Harpo,
1: I told you, you leave the hobo jacket and the weird patch <laughs> hat at the door. Your job does not come home
3: with you. Mm. And I got to look at that. I'm sorry.
1: I'm sorry. I can't look at this anymore. <laughs> so
3: it yeah. seems like and I know this about you you know the Marx brothers pretty well. Oh yeah. Well. Yeah, yeah. So have you heard about giraffes on horseback salad? What? What did you just say? Those were
2: words that don't go together.
3: Giraffes on horseback salad. Somewhere
1: here in this household I own the the box set of mm-hmm. like all the Marx brothers like DVDs. Mm-hmm. Uh I think it's upstairs like in the attic somewhere. Uh, I have no idea what the fuck you're talking about. Well,
3: that was the name of the Marx Brothers screenplay that Metro-Goldwyn-Mayer uh, refused to make that Salvador Dali made, uh, wrote for them. Oh, oh. Uh, MGM. They considered it to be too surreal. Uh, <laughs> mm-hmm. Proposed scenes reportedly included giraffes wearing gas masks on fire okay. and Harpo Marx using a butterfly net to capture the 18 smallest dwarfs in the city. <laughs> Groucho Marx (laughs) felt that the proposed film was not funny. No, not funny. No. That is just a line that was in my research (laughs) on multiple pages. There was no quote to go along with it. Just
1: that Groucho said
3: no. Groucho was like, this is not funny. No quotes. You want to hear something surreal I found out recently about Groucho Marx? Let me just tell you one last thing. Okay. Which is that Tim Heidecker and another person made a graphic novel out of the screenplay. Oh, really? You can actually find a graphic novel that is this weird, surreal Marx Brothers Mm.
1: uh, which is probably fine as a graphic novel I think the idea of literally because this is the 1930s the idea of putting gas masks on giraffes and lighting them on fire bad idea because that's the only way to do that on film back then was to do it on film you
2: don't want to have a video of you with butterfly nets catching uh, little people yeah People with dwarfism—that's sure. not a good look. Sure.
3: Not a good look. So uh one thing about Dali that I do not go into, but uh there was like a couple things that about the animal stuff? animal stuff. Like he yeah. was there's a number. When you say
2: of, animal stuff, what do you mean? Like a, a,
3: a cruelty to animals. Oh. He uh, I saw I watched a video. Uh, there was a there's a, a lot of TV appearances because he's mm. also this is a thing about Dali is that he was essentially the first celebrity artist. Okay. Like, other Like, Picasso was a celebrity. People knew who he was. And they had seen a photo of him in the paper. Yeah. Dali was on game shows. Yeah. Dali was Ooh. on talk shows. And he went on, uh, what was it Dick Cavett show, I think? Yeah. Uh, with uh, an anteater on a... On Ant a, eaters a, on leashes. On a leash. And, like, he walks out with this anteater under his arm and he just, like, throws it on the ground. What? I, I don't know if anteaters are, like, cats... I mean, you could throw a cat onto the ground and that's not like animal endangerment. But there was like a couple things that he like is sitting no, there he's, doing. He's with- pretty famously yeah.
1: shitty with animals. And then on, on top of that, what you were saying is like, yeah, he builds, he's not only just an artist, he's a personality. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because he can sit there and they'd be like, oh, okay, well, here we have an artist who isn't boring because most right. of them are boring or suicidal. Mm-hmm. And so when you have an artist who can come on who is actually interesting to talk to. And then on top of that, he, he maybe hit, he has some weird art to show people, and then he can make fun of it at the same time because he clearly has a sense of humor. Mm-hmm. That like he fits for especially the American media. Exactly. But, but real quick about the Marx Brothers, I just found out this the other night. Um, Groucho Marx, uh, at the end of his life, his next door neighbor was uh, Alice Cooper. Oh,
0: really?
1: okay. Yeah, that was his next door neighbor. That's cool. And apparently, Groucho had like a really bad insomnia. Okay. Uh, and so. He would ring up his neighbor, Alice Cooper, who would, who wrote schools out for summer, very yeah. famous for the listeners, very famous uh, rock and roller from the 70s, wore a lot of makeup, kind of that glam, heavy metal, mm, yeah. scary rocker. Uh, Alice Cooper would go over and just watch old movies with him and drink beer until Groucho fell asleep. Like he would sit there until Groucho fell asleep and then Alice Cooper would clean up and like let himself out. Wow. So like Alice Cooper, like you know this big scary dude. School's out for summer. Oh my God, we're all monsters. Everyone, you know, decapitating people in his music videos. Like, no, no, no. He just needs a little nappy,
3: a little nappy yeah. juice. And for people a little, a little d- younger than us, the Groucho is where the big car- like the cartoon mustache and glasses, uh, yeah, disguise in every cartoon comes yeah. from. Mm. That's groucho. that's a Groucho ma- yeah. Uh, co- costume. Yeah.
2: yeah, when you were watching Animaniacs, often. <laughs> I mean, yeah, the Animaniacs um, are the Marx Brothers. Some of, our,
1: some of our listeners don't even know what the Animaniacs are. How dare you? Well, you're old.
2: <laughs>
1: and you're older. I yeah. am. I'm the youngest one here.
2: Oh, shut yeah,
3: up. Yeah, it's a great episode. Uh, so, 1938. Okay. Dolly meets Freud. All right. He had tried to meet him a number of times previously, going to Paris, going to places where he knew he would be. Because
2: Dolly's like, listen, I loved my mom. And so, my new mom's pretty cool too.
3: The surrealists viewed Freud as their patron saint. Really? Everything that they did was about the subconscious, about painting not mm. what you can see but what you're dreaming about, what you're thinking about, what mm. you're sub So like even this like trying to reach this state of non uh non uh sentience like of not of like the dream scene like there there's, there's yeah. a purity there there's there's something that they're trying yeah. to do so like
1: tapping into the the id or the the overall consciousness of the universe
3: type mm. of bullshit some real joe rogan shit right Ugh. but so freud was wary of surrealists yeah
1: cuz Be- they're all assholes
3: because andre breton who you may remember from earlier yeah had showed up on Freud's doorstep uh, previously and after not being received cordially, had published a bitter attack on Freud.
2: Okay, I'm starting to think that Andre's just a hater.
3: Andre is such a hater. He's just
2: a hater. Honestly, Andre, I'm pro-Andre though. Andre That's you're hated a hater. Gala.
3: Like, yeah. Andre hated Dali somewhat. Yeah. Andre is, like, on record talking about how shitty Gala was.
2: His wife.
3: Correct. Who was also... A surrealist poet's wife before that. Yeah. And um they were they were in a pretty open relationship, Dali and Gala. Yeah. Um uh Dali's... Well she
2: started out in a thruple, so she's open minded right. to a lot of stuff. So but and things.
3: She dated a lot of different painters and poets and stuff. Yeah. I do not think that she dated Andre Breton. I mean that's probably throw why that he's out mad. There. Um is, so, that what, is
2: that what he looked like? Yeah, oh, so I was I just picturing pulled up. him I just pulled up Andre
1: Breton. Uh, his, his glasses are very oh, dumb.
2: Oh, he looks like... Yeah. Wow. I was picturing him, I guess because the name Andre, like... A big kind of Italian guy Like Andre uh-huh. Botticelli Oh like, right I was right. just like picturing Like a big Italian guy Showing up my, at your doorstep uh, look, Right like, Look, look at him at old Look at him He just uh, sucks he's
1: old. When he's old he sucks And then
2: just like being like Oh you're not gonna invite me in For a nice coffee Right I'm gonna write a fucking manifesto About you bag shit
3: Right oh, But you're
2: But I'm wrong uh, he's I worship
3: not an old you Italian And guy. I was like Yeah but it's, it's that But with a French accent probably
2: Yeah with a French accent
3: Hey you're not going to invite me I'm not yeah. gonna do oh, uh, that's... that's awful I apologize <laughs> Uh, Never apologize to the French. Uh, I'm sorry. I just apologize for a surrealist act. <laughs> uh, Andre Breton would hate me. Uh, so he was. Fi- uh, Dali was finally introduced by a mutual friend, and Freud said to him, mm-hmm. um, D- "Dali was like so eager to impress him, and Freud was not talking.
2: Okay, because Freud he was like listening. just like
3: lo- looking at him yeah. and like like mentally writing things down yeah, 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 when he saw him, just like." And Dolly and like, stopped talking at some point. Mm-hmm. Stopped trying to explain his methods, his whatever, and started just dar- drawing Freud. There's a drawing that, he, that is, you could see online that he did on, like, a, a napkin of Freud. Um, and then at some point, uh, remember earlier I said that uh, what you had kind of said, uh, Freud kind of touches on, which is he said to Dolly, in classic paintings, I look for the unconscious. But, in your paintings, I look for the conscious
2: okay. Oh, was shit. that a burn? That's a burn, right?
3: Dali thought it was a burn.
2: It feels like a burn. It feels like a
3: burn to me. It wasn't a burn. okay. like uh after this, uh talking to the mutual friend, he went on to say. Wow, all of these artists like act like they're shit the shit or whatever. Mm-hmm. He's the real deal. Oh, okay. He's this uh, like artistic uh, I get, art. Like, I get what you mean. He I, like he's talented. He's so what a int- he also said a, a thing that was like somewhat uh racist where he was like, Wow with <laughs> he said something like, Wow, this guy's a Spanish this guy's a Spaniard. Yep. This is probably why they're in a civil war right now. <laughs> Like, if they're all like this guy, no wonder they're in a civil war. Well, you know what?
1: Now that you said it it wasn't a burn, Mm -hmm. it, it definitely reads like a burn. Right. But now that you said it's not, I can see what he means. So when you're looking at some artwork, you're wondering what. Why did someone subconsciously choose to make this a red cape? Right. Why does bread look like a dick? But versus versus with with Dali, you're looking at it and you're going, well, okay, well, his subconscious chose the red. His subconscious chose everything here. Why did he choose this
3: framing of the
1: world he's looking at?
3: Exactly. You start thinking, like, why is this? Like, as opposed to, like, oh, it's interesting that he made the hair green. As opposed to, like, oh, the hair's green. Yeah, he probably did that cuz it's a surrealist painting. Did he mean to make this face that's like he, that I'm seeing yeah. or whatever? That face is tits. Whoa. <laughs> that was one of the things I pulled up when yeah. I was clipping through surrealist stuff. It was
1: just like this is a face, uh but the 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 actual and what head What would is, Freud say about that? Uh he would say that her pussy mouth it looks like a 14-year-old read a book about weird
3: warts. Yep. So, uh this is believed to be one of the reasons that in Dalí's later life he started uh moving away from surrealism. Oh. Um because pe- he realized that people were looking for the real in his paintings as opposed to the surreal. Got it. Um he still did more surreal art and he also uh in among other things that he did uh the magic eye style images. He did a lot of duplication uh mm-hmm. where if you like unfocus your eyes, you can kind of blend images into a more three D version. He invented like, those
2: ones that were at the mall. Uh yeah, like stare right. at the yeah, yeah, exactly. It's a, a
3: schooner. Uh yeah. yeah. I don't think he invented them. He just uh did some stuff with like rotoscoping, I guess is yeah. what it's called. It's a schooner. He yeah. was
2: big in the eyes. I just remember like in yeah. the videos yeah. like always the eyes.
3: Oh, that video is Un Chien Andalou. Uh he he made that with um he made that was a movie that he made with Luis Bunuel who was one of his uh uh, fellow students at the art academy. One of okay. them. They were good friends. That movie's fucked up. It's really messed up. They're yeah. like slicing eyeballs and shit. Yeah, and it's mean, like slice up an eyeball. I tried it. watching it. I tried watching
1: it, and I couldn't do it. I fucking was like, this is, this is, awful. I don't drugs? think it's
3: ten minutes. No, I was sober. <laughs> I I don't don't so it's, it's like
1: it's on like Vimeo or, yeah, you can or find daily it online. It's, it's online.
3: Also, it's you not. Can, I don't, don't think it's on YouTube. So many videos of Salvador Dali. Yeah, there's mm-hmm. a ton. One, one thing I remember is uh, interesting is how his image. Yeah. Like it, if, with most artists, especially before Dali, if you type in their name, you find their in Google searches and stuff. Yeah. You find their art. Yeah. With Dali. You might get some of his art, but you get so many photos, yeah. videos. Yeah. Well, and because what you get him. with
1: Dali, you'll get melty clocks, mm-hmm. and you'll get the elef- the tall the elephant, elephant leg things, yeah. tall elephants. Because I remember those were the two dorm posters mm-hmm. I saw a lot of. Right, I every also kid saw who a smoked lot weed in dorm. Tattoos of those. Yeah, yep. but those those were two, and then also those also say to the world, oh, "I like art, but you don't need to know anything." But the other thing too, with you're saying about Dali, like I watched uh, a clip of him who's on What's My Line years ago which is where all the contestants were blindfolds.
3: If it was a famous person, I'm going to get, I have a thing about that. Um, so in 1939 he was working on a window display for a department store. Okay, shopping glow there. Right. Uh, it was uh, it was a different one. I didn't write down the name cuz it was one that I had never heard oh, of. No, so like kidding. but okay. it it uh it's like one of the older ones. But uh when he came in they Imagine had moved Imagine having Banksy do a Macy's department store window. That's its equivalent basically. So when he came in after one day of working, uh, they had moved some of his stuff around and he reportedly got so furious that he pushed a bathtub through their plate glass window. <laughs> Okay. Diva. Yeah, what do you expect? So, you had said the whole thing about him possibly being MLM. Yeah. He loved money. Yeah. He loved money so much. Like, money was his thing. Him and Gala. Uh, Gala was his um, manager Yep. and uh, I, I have it somewhere else uh, later, but at one point uh, she was doing, Gala was, had sought up to 500 contracts per year for her husband, securing deals to appear in ads for companies uh, like Braniff International Airways. Uh, that one was with pro baseball player Whitey Ford, and he did one for Alka-Seltzer. Um, and I'll get to some of that uh, more later on, but... Uh, at the time, he was doing a lot of commercials and such, and Breton showed back up, and he coined the derogatory nickname, Avida Dollars. Avida uh, meaning um, uh, need for or uh, seeking okay. uh, in French. Um, so uh, uh, it's an anagram of Salvador Dali, and it's just like eager for dollars. That's what th- that's oh, what he started calling him. money hungry. Uh-huh. Um, and uh, which... So this was a derisive reference to the increasing commercialization of Dali's work and the perception that Dali sought self-aggrandizement through fame and fortune. Some surrealists henceforth started to speak of Dali in the past tense as if he was dead. I love that. Also in 1939. But this is also what part of the, this is also part of that uh, don't sell
1: out phase of art. You know what I mean? Right. Like when you get that weird of a, am I really an artist or am I really just a money whore? And it's like, well. Right. Welcome to capitalism, fuckers. Right.
3: And they yeah. already hated him because he had refused to remove that
1: swastika. But he did remove the swastika. I know, but he didn't want, want to. He
3: he thought that politics shouldn't really be an art. That's why it was okay to yeah. have the swastika in his painting. To, even, if, even though, it's even, hard to
2: get an Alka-Seltzer commercial if you're doing right. political ads. But also
3: in 1939, he made his first painting of Hitler called oh. The Enigma of Hitler. Okay, okay. well, there we go. Wow. <laughs> All right. Uh, so What did Kanye do I next? I didn't
2: see that at the museum.
3: Uh, you may have. I may have? Because it's. Hitler's not like. A, he is in the center, but it is a photo of Hitler. Okay. On a plate. All right. And the plate is like pretty big. And mm-hmm. the photo is like at the center of the plate. And then there's like a big, melty phone on top of it a and melty like a bunch phone. of other stuff. What
2: was I looking at? Probably the melty phone.
3: Uh, Make sure you're looking oh, for the enigma that of Hitler. One. Yeah. yeah, I got it up. So if you look at the small, like in the center, there's like that little, small oh, photo. Oh,
2: yeah, yeah, yeah. So. The phone looks like a penis.
3: It does. A lot of his stuff looks like penises. Yeah. Uh, he has a whole thing about bread. He decided at one point. It's
2: dripping. dripping yeah. like a little. He yep.
3: decided at one point that bread was his. He like claimed it. Oh, really? Not mu- like bread like money, but like bread. Yeah. To the point where at some point uh, he was out with some friends and they got brought bread like baguettes at like a French restaurant and his friends were like, oh, like a dolly. Because he had been doing a lot of stuff with bread. I'm aware. I'm aware of that. Uh, So with the enigma of Hitler, a lot of people still kind of made this uh, distinction with it of, there were a lot, you couldn't go anywhere without seeing photos of Hitler. Mm -hmm. He was in every newspaper. He was in, like, uh, so to some extent, he was time man of the year. Right. So to some extent, this was like a, this could be seen as a, it's like pop art. Uh, yeah, like, uh, but uh, it, it's like it's like doing like
1: the tiny dick Trump type of thing. But right. there isn't anything overt in this when they're saying that you don't like Hitler, right?
3: When it you're looks looking like at a
2: big dick's coming on him, it, and the bowl is the jar. Also,
3: and if you Hitler look at is it, the, Sonic. the 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 um phone.
2: <laughs> Did you not hear what she
1: just said? I sort of <laughs> that the bowl is the jar and Hitler is the Sonic. I did not. <laughs> I was like he didn't no, lock that I in. I didn't. Well, he didn't when you lock that in,
3: when I was I was like trying to follow, but also thinking about. So the if you look at the 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 phone also looks like uh, Hitler's haircut, like that sideways oh. like kind of brush haircut. So there's also kind of like a image of Hitler that's like a bigger kind of. Uh, Destroyed image. We'll get more into Hitler later.
2: Okay. I don't, I didn't, did we not hit a no-nonsense on this episode? We did I not. Specifically I specifically didn't uh... ask for it. Uh, in
3: 1940, Dali and Gala moved to the States, dividing their time between New York and California mm-hmm. because of the. World uh, War II. <laughs> because of, uh, they, they had been living mostly in Spain, some in France, and this was during the occupation of, uh, yeah. of France. So they had, they came uh, to the States. Uh also civil the Spanish Civil War was going on. Yeah. Uh so at this time he uh that was in 1940. In nineteen forty four, this is just a weird thing. He wrote a novel published in nineteen forty four about a fashion salon for automobiles.
4: A fashion salon And that
3: okay. is known as Cars 2. Well I was gonna say, this <laughs> is it predates um Thomas the Tank engine. Which is, like, a Mm -hmm. predecessor to the Cars movies. Yep. Okay. By, like, two or three years. Oh. So, Salvador Dali. So, it's true. Cars, the Cars movie franchise is based on fascism. It's essentially based on Salvador Dali. I guarantee you, I have not read this, and I did not read any reviews about it, but I guarantee you, it is, if not the sexiest, the second sexiest of all of the anthropomorphized, like, vehicle movies. Mm, Yeah. I mean, Cars Mm. 2 is, like. Yeah. Um, he also wrote a novel uh, uh, that was, sorry, that was the, in 1946, he worked with Disney oh, on a perfect. movie called Destinos. He and Walt Disney became uh, friends. Uh, Destinos would- they Because they both Nazis. love Hitler. Because <laughs> they're both like, listen, man, this war sucks, right? I know he's my best friend. He was He was friends with I a hate having couple to fight of my best people friend. who were like, well, well known, like, yeah, uh, yeah. like- Right on the edge. Yeah. So uh, the movie wouldn't be finished in their lifetimes, though it was eventually finished uh, like- somewhat recently, like a year two th- in the 2000s. Um, and you can find it online. Um, it's,
2: it's not on Disney plus though. It's not. On, I They're bet not it's not. are not putting it on Disney plus. I, I bet not. So.
3: In 47, uh, Dali reportedly gave a French friar, a sculpture of Christ on the cross, uh, as payment for an exorcism that the friar had performed on Dali. Okay. Okay. Uh, so around this time, he became became slowly uh, becoming very Catholic. Uh, <laughs> Spain is very Catholic, and so this is uh, the the country was uh, Franco really oh pushed uh, Catholicism. I
2: really thought you were saying like he was slowly going to get ill. He was getting no, deteriorating no. mentally. Yeah, he slowly just, he slowly no. like, no. became he more, and we're Catholic. waiting for a thing. I yeah. was like, his legs aren't working as well. His hands crippled with arthritis. I did not see becoming Catholic as the end yeah. of that sentence. And, and,
1: and one thing to, to point out, because we're now mm-hmm. post World War II, right? Yes. One thing to keep in mind that Francisco Franco, who's a dictator of Spain, yeah, he was a fascist, yeah, and he leaned in heavily. Uh, what uh, his name was? Dust was saying he leaned in so heavily on the Catholicism, uh, the same way that the Nazis had leaned on the Catholicism, and even today. The traditional Catholics and the people, especially you'll see in the alt-right, who have pivoted from being calling themselves race realists, Mm -hmm. they now just say, oh no, we just really want right one Catholicism. So they lean in heavily, and this happens a lot with fascism, whenever it knows it's not on the rise, it usually actually almost always starts to lean heavily on Catholic or traditional values. Mm -hmm. So it's interesting that he did that in like an hour after world war II ended. Yeah. Well,
3: if you think about it now also uh Franco is like he's uh, the last fascist. He, he is uh in control of Spain. Yep. And uh Dali, Dali wants to go back. hadn't really ever decried uh fascism. Yeah. Um so and I, we'll get into Franco cuz they do meet. Okay. There's a crossover episode. Um, around this time he began slowly becoming more Catholic and becoming increasingly obsessed with the bombing of Hiroshima his work started taking on a religious tone but composed of scientific drawings of complex disintegrating geometry Uh, around this time he did like a there is a a famous uh, image of christ on the cross where all of the cross is like made of geometrical like spheres and cubes uh there's like a height there's one where he's on a hypercube which is like uh a a four-dimensional cube so uh it still had this dream iconography but it was much more drowned out by this um religious religious stuff though again he was real obsessed with um with uh science um to the point that at some point he uh he he talked a lot about how the first like the earlier century was all about uh Freud and Freud was like the father of it and the inner world was important but mm-hmm. once uh the nuclear bombs were dropped now it was more about the external world and more about this fracturing. I think he really had like a obsession with this idea of the fracturing of, uh, of an atom of atoms. Yeah. Mm. Um, in '51, uh, he doubles down on his support of the Franco regime right. and just actually is like, "No, nah, I support Franco."
1: Yeah. Is he back? Is he living back in Spain at that point, or is he basically mostly U.S.?
3: Uh, I think he's in Spain at this point. Okay, he is in Spain. I mean, at this make point. that at least a little bit makes sense, but still very shitty. Right. Um, so, in '54, mm-hmm. he appears on a, as a mystery guest on CBS's "What's My Line?" Okay, yep. we're yeah, back. Yeah, yeah. Which is a 20 questions type game show where he answered almost every single question with yes, including "Are you involved in sports of any or any kind <laughs> of athletic endeavor?" Yes. Uh, "Are you a leading man?" Yes. <laughs> And the host had to keep going, well, and then like they would like talk rapidly back and forth quietly. Yeah. And then he'd be like, yes. <laughs> and they guessed it was Salvador Dali. Yes. That's they were amazing. able to guess it was Salvador Dali by the end based on the fact he was such an the asshole. The fact yes. he was being weird and uh, the fact that the host seemed very kind of frustrated a little. It's pretty funny. Uh, I watched the whole thing. It's it's pretty
1: good. Um, yeah, I watched that one. I used to do a "What's My Line" uh, show. Okay. at a theater in Philadelphia. Okay, uh, and that was a pretty regular thing. The the, the having to guess, you know, because sometimes you'd ask somebody like, "Hey, what what field are you?" and you can't just say "What field?" So you'd be like. Oh, uh, do you work in science? And they, they and they would be broad enough. It's like, well, everything was just broad enough, right, right. So you would have the the host. There's a lot of work the host has to do to dial it in, right. Uh, so I watched that one after doing the show, and I watched it, and I was like, oh, this would suck. Yeah, because they all have to wear blindfolds. They can't because he's so visually. So
3: generally speaking, they didn't wear blindfolds, but they all had to wear blindfolds for the Dolly episode because everyone knew. what. Yeah,
2: because he had good marketing.
1: Yeah, but it's also they did the same thing with Eleanor Roosevelt. So when someone was very famous from looking at them and we had the same thing. We had one at one that we did where Pierre Robert, who's a famous uh, radio DJ in Philadelphia, was on. And so it's like everyone knows who he looks like. He has long hair. He's got this big beard. And then the funny part was two of the guys I was with, when they took their blindfolds off, they're like, who the fuck is this yeah, guy? Yeah, right, right, right. And I'm like, well, I knew who he was because I see all the fucking billboards.
3: Uh, a real fun moment on that, uh, the, probably the best moment is at some point uh, a woman that is one of the guessers. Because it's like a team of people trying to guess yeah. to yeah, yeah. collaboratively, not like c- competing. Yeah. And one of them's like, oh, oh, do you have a famous mustache? And like everyone's like, oh, like everyone just is like, yeah. are you Salvador Dali? Like, yeah. Uh, and so, uh, which, by the way,
1: uh, just from from doing that show, uh-huh. you don't want to always do one that specific because that's the same as just asking if you're Salvador Dali. Right. So like, it, do you have a famous mustache? And he says, yes. So it's like, okay, I'm left with Salvador Dali, Joseph Stalin, and Adolf Hitler. Right. Two of those people are currently dead. Right. <laughs> so I'm only left with fucking right. Dali.
3: Yeah. Uh, so, in 1956, he met Francisco Franco for the first time and convinced him to build a future Dali Museum, which wouldn't be inaugurated until 78. All right.
2: Okay. So, he convinced a fascist leader that, to erect a monument to his art?
3: To his incredibly sexual art. Yeah. When Franco had banned pornography. Yeah. yeah. Beca- and uh, so... There were people who talked about how Dolly didn't really use politics because of his actual beliefs mm-hmm. that he used politics as networking and he used politics as art or as um shock because he did a lot of shock stuff like that yeah. was like kind of his his deal, yeah, like so, the eyeball like the eyeball cutting the yeah, eyeball yeah. cutting and uh yeah, yeah. you know the the nudity the yeah, whatever, yeah, yeah. but the idea being. He just because he tried to. Co- but I think that a lot of people also are just apologists. Yeah. Like, oh, maybe he wasn't a Nazi, even though. OK. Like. So anyway. Uh, so, yeah, he he might not have been. In 1958, he made a second painting of Hitler.
2: OK. All right. This is already uh-huh. too many paintings of Hitler.
3: Called Metamorphosis of Hitler's Face into a Moonlit Landscape with accompaniment.
2: Oh, my God. He really needs to can edit you these names. Bring this,
3: can you bring this one up? Sure, what was it called again? Oh, if you this just is type metamorphosis of Hitler's face, you'll find it.
2: Meta- so he's a butterfly? Uh, is Hitler well, a butterfly? It's
3: it's
1: weird. Into a moonlit landscape you- with accompaniment. All right. So, uh...
2: not, okay, I just need you to know, Alex, you can't see it because you're not uh-huh. facing the computer. He just pulled up an image in which that art... Is hanging over someone's beige couch.
1: Uh huh. Yeah, because it's clearly it's a, like a reprint. It's way, like a
2: Wayfair reprint. Oh my God. So it's a Wayfair living room and it has that piece of art hanging over the couch. It looks insane.
3: So, but notably, it doesn't really look.
2: No, it looks like. Just the um, landscape. You know what it looks like? You didn't listen to this book club. It looks like how I pictured the guy uh, in that book where the little otter was taken into the second world. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And it's this like the boat is, guy the is this part is the of the ba- boat. Yeah,
1: this
3: is the boat ferryman so thing. So turn yeah. your head to the side with the dark part down.
2: Dark part down. Okay. That's Hitler's
3: mustache and his nose.
2: Oh, okay.
3: That's what he was doing. I don't know he why. Just
2: wanted, he just wanted us to see that, huh?
3: I guess. When commenting on this painting later on, Later on in life, Dali stated that he often dreamed of Hitler as other men dreamed of women.
2: Oh, that's, that's not a good... You know what? That would have been a good Kanye quote. He, Who said it?
3: He often said that <laughs> Hitler turned him on. Uh, uh, and uh, many critics and art theorists believe that Dali's fascination with Hitler was, in fact, sexual. Mm, yep.
1: Mm, mm, mm. Uh, oh, I see it now. I see it now. There was one that somebody pulled it back. Yeah. So they made it smaller and flipped it. Yep. And now I definitely see because at first I was like, "Huh?
3: What are you talking about?" Now I see it. Yeah.
1: Okay.
2: Uh, So he was attracted to Hitler. That's cool. uh,
3: And so, uh, as someone who is constantly so now like, you get. I'm not going to defend him or anything. Yeah, you can get this on
1: buypopart.com, oh my by God. the Oh Now
2: it's over a picture. They have it over, framed over what looks like a hotel room bed with yeah. two matching lamps. Yep, and the sticks in a jar. Here's, thing. The, here's
1: the here's an oh IKEA couch. The with IKEA it.
2: couch with a pink shawl.
1: Honestly, if you didn't say that the painting was Hitler, you I'd would be like, "This not is a know. great painting." Well, I mean, it just looks like something you'd decent. see in a hotel.
3: You know, it's gonna yeah. see like it doesn't now even look I'm like a surreal painting
2: in like some dog whistle ass. Oh yeah, uh, racist house.
3: So, um. A thing about this okay. uh, is he was someone who was, like, really in, in touch with his dreams and his subconscious and was, like, constantly monitoring his dreams. And, like, yeah. uh and Hitler was someone who was in every, like, again, it was someone who he had read probably more about, like, the way that people are with Trump nowadays. Yeah. We're, well, yeah. like, you've it's- heard and seen so much of it that if Trump is in your dream, like... You're That's not like, weird. God, You've go put the seen him on. so many times, or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Uh, now the and and the sexual issues. He <laughs> we we went into a bunch of like his sex, yeah, yeah, his, his yeah, weird yeah, yeah, sexual yeah. stuff, uh, which does. Uh, there's a, a couple uh, other things uh, that come up. Uh, several of Dolly's intimates in the 1960s and 70s have stated uh, that he would arrange for selected guests to perform choreographed sexual activities to aid his voyeurism and masturbation. Dali okay. frequently stated that his main sexual activity included voyeurism, masturbation, and candulism, which was not something that I knew existed. What is it? Um, that is where you really get off in showing your partner mm-hmm. uh to other people. Uh-huh. Um, oh. he apparently uh at a lot of his in a lot of his life got off to painting his wife, uh Gala naked mm-hmm. in sexual positions, and in having his wife as a part of his art naked, physically in a place or whatever, and showing that off, he really got off on that. Oh, okay. Okay. In 1964, he was made a Knight of the Grand Cross of the Order of Isabel- Isabella the Catholic. That's the, the Queen of Spain, Queen Isabella. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, in 68, Dali bought Gala a castle. And it was agreed that he would only come to visit her there with express written permission. Oh, my
2: God. I've been telling you this This lady is a boss, babe.
3: Around this time, honestly, their relationship honestly, really began to falter. Well, hold on. I'm sorry.
2: She got okay. a castle and told him, don't come unless you give me right. 48 hours well, notice. Because here's
1: the thing. Here's uh-huh. the thing. Like, I've the whole time, Uh uh-huh. This is, I'm sitting across from Gala uh-huh. right now. <laughs> uh-huh. Gala over here is like, yeah. no, 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 baby, I understand. You are an you artist, yes? But for Alka-Seltzer. Like, I could feel oh, yeah. all of that. I Like, her, the way her eyes are lighting up, of like, yeah. oh.
2: 500 contracts ready to go. Uh huh. Yeah. Selling plane trips, Alka Seltzer, Mentos. What else do you need?
1: Oh, what do you need? Baby, what do you need? Do You need to abuse an anteater or just do it for hearts? <laughs>
2: <laughs> I'm okay. So, okay. She gets a castle. She gets a castle. She tells him, don't visit, babe. Yeah. Because she let him paint. Uh, her naked yeah. while he got off to that. And all
1: he does ever is Louis C.K., every other person he
3: meets.
2: Yeah, big into that.
3: Yep. And okay. then
2: their marriage falls apart somehow?
3: So she apparently, she had always had affairs, and he was like...
2: Yeah, they were in an open relationship. ...kind of relationship. fine
3: with that. Yeah. But at this point, um, he kind of stopped. Uh, he also had what, he, what could be considered affairs, considering he wasn't really into physical touch, and he wasn't really into uh, sexual acts. But his he he had a lot of younger muses mm-hmm. um for his art uh throughout the years and because of and he had a lot of people uh of of other genders who would show up to masturbate <sighs> or do sexual acts while he also masturbated watching them that's okay. a okay th-
2: all right yep this artist I, commune is getting yeah, pretty weird yeah i just don't want to
1: be in a room where salvador dali's masturbating no I like didn't, that's with that my, must, with the handlebar mustache. That's the thing. Is like with the his picture
2: the, of Hitler. Here's I don't the know, question: guys. Is like
1: when he gets sweaty, does it droop? Okay. Because it's always like pink, uh-huh. like to the uh, to the sky. Uh-huh. Whereas like when he gets turned on by something, does the mustache go up like a cartoon? Mm. Yeah. Oh
4: no. So,
3: <laughs> it, uh, also in '68, when he bought the <laughs> castle, uh, he filmed a TV advertisement for Lon chocolates. Okay. Um, that's how he paid for the castle. Where he Got said. He is quoted as, uh, in the thing, this is a translation because it was in French, but he says, I am completely mad for Lanvin chocolates. (laughs) Declared a wild-eyed Dolly in a weird, surreal one where his mustache literally, like, Moves and droops that way, yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, that you were just describing, so that's kind of that's very funny. I like that. Uh, Yeah, he was
1: like his boner
3: mustache, and he was like, He did it for a commercial. Yeah,
2: damn it. That's why I was thinking gala.
1: She's
3: she's
2: like, Sign this,
3: extend his stamp of approval to Ford automobiles. Not a big surprise. Yeah, uh, Wrigley's Chewing Gum, uh, Braniff Airways. Uh, Although the artist later proclaimed that he had never once traveled by plane. Uh, according to one of his biographers... <laughs> How he the was fuck did paid... he get from
2: New York to California? Boat.
3: Uh, according to one of his biographers, <laughs> he was paid at minimum $10,000 for one minute of film. See? I'm doing it wrong.
2: You're doing it wrong.
3: Uh, so I need to be
1: a really good painter, I think.
2: No, I think we need to not listen to what Dolly's doing because he is making a lot of poor choices.
1: But name one.
2: Painting Hitler. Oh. Uh, also in
3: 68. Cino stopped him. He was uh sit, He went to coffee with the uh, CEO of a uh a candy company okay. called Chupa Chups. Which oh, they're
2: the lollipops. They're
3: lollipops. Yeah. not huge in the U.S., but in like Europe, they were they're very huge. popular
2: in the U.S. in the late nineties because they're popular in the U.K. and Europe, and the Spice Girls had Chupa Chups that they sold all over Europe and they brought the Spice Girls Chupa Chups to America and that was like, they had a flash in the pan. Everybody had them. Are those and-
1: the more round ones? Yeah. Yes. Oh, I remember. Those. Yeah, like the big like the big lollies. With yeah. that big logo
3: on the top of yeah. the lollipop. It's like a yellow on yeah, top yeah, yeah, of yeah. it. Yeah, And they
2: came in for Spice Girls and then I think like two years later, they disappeared. Do yeah. you
3: want to guess who created the logo of Chupa Chups in a meeting on a napkin? <laughs> <laughs> Shut the fuck up. Salvador Dali. <laughs> Uh, And he said, you have to put the logo on the top because otherwise you won't get the perfect branding Uh, On the the side, it'll be like a hat, but if it's on the top, when you're looking down on it, when you're looking at the store, you'll always see the logo. So that was uh, his big invention. The logo has barely changed at all through the years. You know
1: what's funny is that the other thing I was thinking of is if somebody has that lollipop in their mouth, right? That type used the type you usually spin
2: more. Yeah, and it has, like, it's hollow. Yeah, yeah.
1: it's hollow. There's some of them have, like, the whistle. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, yeah. But I'm saying while you spin it, the one thing you're not dissolving out of the entire lollipop will be the brand cuz it's at the top mm-hmm. you'll do the sides first more oh no no
3: this is on the stick on the the wrapper the logo's oh, on the wrapper oh
1: gotcha on the wrapper i thought it was actually stamped into the candy no well, uh i don't it think should. so i know what you're should. talking i know what you're talking about though
3: um so logo uh 500 contracts a year uh in 1972 uh he meets Francisco Franco again. Okay, uh, best buds. To give a, him a painting that he had done of his niece. Okay. There's a famous painting that he did of Franco's niece. Uh in 73 Dali created uh his final painting of Hitler, which fueled a lot of controversy okay, in the world on, of art.
2: Come on.
3: This one is entitled Hitler Masturbating.
2: Alex, Google that. I'm about to ruin his search engine. Before you
3: do, it featured Hitler (laughs) masturbating on an armchair in a snowy landscape, the chair turning into horses. What? There it is. It's just an image of Hitler from behind. Yeah. Masturbating. You can't really see Hitler. You can see the swastika mm-hmm. on his armband. Um, and he is sitting on a couch that is turning into horses. It's uh, again real weird. So again. Weird. It's oh, my God. Not, there's
2: one in the living room. I know. Again, these
1: auto print places keep putting it over
2: fucking furniture. Oh, my so God.
1: they keep wanting. They're like desperate. Like. You want Hitler masturbating over your couch?
2: And this picture has like a cream-colored couch with two beige throws, (laughs) and like one of those uh, Target lamps that like comes over the couch, like gold. Sure. Yeah, you gotta have nice lighting. Framed is uh, this Hitler masturbation piece.
3: So you'll note that it's actually in watercolor. Yeah. Uh, Which if you remember, that watercolor uh, was
2: like putting fecal matter.
3: Not just watercolor. Yeah. Anything that wasn't -oil. oil. Now yeah. this was later in life for him, and he shifted away from oils. Oils take a long time to dry. Not just, but when you're doing uh, oils, mm-hmm. it takes a lot to dry, and then you do your second layer, yeah, and that takes a lot to dry, and then you do your okay. next layer, and that takes a lot to dry. So it's it's like a painstaking process. And he at this point started working much faster. Maybe uh, I don't know if it was just because he. Uh, he was weaker. He he couldn't um, uh, move his He's getting
2: much. more and more Catholic right? Um, as he, so it's right. hurting his bones.
3: I, I will say the one
1: thing, too, while looking at the painting, Hitler Masturbating, it <laughs> is, if you ever seen Pink Floyd's The Wall? It, uh, it's very reminiscent. Oh, yeah, yeah. This coloring and all that different stuff, which is around the same time. Like That movie came out the really early 80s. But that whole Pink Floyd style on the wall and all those things with yeah. watercolors.
3: And it's a surreal movie. Yeah, it's a
1: surrealist movie. All mm. those different things. Like this is all kind of mixing together. You, also, when you think about it from the perspective, and again, I'm not I'm not trying to say what Dali was yeah. doing or anything else. But when you look at it psychologically from the perspective of somebody who was born in 1905, right? 04, uh, yeah, yeah. 1904. Well, actually, he was born in 19... 19- right? but right. that was just That's a sketch. That was, a, right. sketch. That was a sketch, and then he was and then, reborn. And then he's reborn, mm-hmm. but you go from 1902 through World War I, the Spanish Civil War, and then this Hitler fella, he's like, why he are we still talking about him? He wasn't living
2: him? through any of that. He was over in New York and California. He wasn't dealing with any of that in person.
3: All right. I'm, you know, I'm, this is what I love about you. <laughs> so He was on a California the, beach. The weird thing for me is if I had only seen this image, and I hadn't seen yeah. that he had done other Hitler stuff and the swastika on the early. This looks to me like the art that people did of like Trump, like political cartoons of Trump. Mm-hmm. Like it looks like a political cartoon. Like if someone had just, if he had just labeled the horses as like Europe. Yeah. Like, oh, and it's just Hitler masturbating or whatever. But like, even, that's the thing is when you
1: actually really look at the image too, it's not, you don't see a dick in his hand. No. You see his left arm is out to the side and you see a hand in front of him Mm -hmm. by him saying it's masturbating. It's the same thing with the other paintings we've looked at so far. The one about the nose, Mm -hmm. which, you know, metamorphs into him
3: until he tells us that's what it is. Yeah. It's like, why? Why? Right, well, but if you think about how much he loved Freud and how much he thought about people looking for meaning, the meaning and looking for the he's
2: not looking for meaning. He's looking for boners and masturbation.
3: sure. well, that that could be meaning.
2: Um, okay.
3: but what I'm saying though is, oh, it's just a placid lake, yeah, and you don't realize that you're also thinking Hitler because it's in there backwards <laughs> or in there like sideways, uh, or it's actually a flaccid
1: bake.
2: Hey oh my God. I'm, I think when I look at that one, it just looks like...
3: I'll probably get that one I when don't, I listen it. I don't later.
2: like this. I don't like it. That's all I say. I In don't like it. like four
3: it. months. All right. So uh, that same year, mm-hmm. which was 73, okay. he um, got a contract uh, to produce 78 tarot card illustrations for the James Bond movie, Live and Let Die, Okay, which he reneged on.
2: Oh, really? Yeah. Gal is going to be mad, guys is going to be real mad. You'd think so.
3: But between 1976 and 1977, the artist signed 17,500 blank sheets of paper for the tarot prints that had not been produced. Okay. Then they used those to make prints on and oh. sell
4: them each.
3: So he made 17,000 paintings, basically. Mm -hmm. With aides at each elbow, one shoving the paper in front of Dali and another pulling the signed sheet onto another stack, writes author Lee Catterall. It was claimed that Dali could sign as many as 1,800 sheets in an hour for $72,000. Oh, my God. He was quoted as saying, Each morning after breakfast, I like to start the day by earning (laughs) $20,000.
2: What is he, Naomi Campbell? I don't get out of bed for less than $20,000. Oh my God,
3: that's
1: amazing. Naomi
3: Campbell stole that quote from him. Yeah. So I don't actually uh, have a year for this. Uh, Right around this time, um, he and Gala really uh, started fighting.
2: Yeah, but she has a moat in front of her castle, so he can't even get in. Well,
3: so he went to the castle at some point, mm-hmm. and he uh, he apparently beat the shit out of her. Oh like, wow! Like okay. He, oh okay. It was like bad. N- okay, not cool. She uh, and it's uh, it's unclear what the order of this was. What? She was heavily drugging him.
2: Oh wait, what? Um,
3: with opiates, laudanum, uh, stuff, and um. Uh, what what you call it? Uh, a heroin, a, a speed, like speed as well.
2: Oh, okay, methamphetamine. He, he
3: couldn't uh, keep his hand uh, still. Still at this time, he his art like really suffered. You know what? Ironically, mm-hmm. his hands
1: being shaking all that stuff. Same thing Hitler had at the end. Oh, because he was taking a lot of speed and Methan- all these other Methan- things meth- that yeah. meth and all this stuff that is his doctors are prescribing him. So. Real quick, you said this is the this is the, the mid seventies. This is uh, towards the end of a. How the end did of she this? give which, him this? Which, so behum, but that there. means that he's seventy five and she's ten years older than him, right? right. Yeah. So she's like eighty five yeah. years old
3: he in a castle. Beat up an eighty
2: five year old lady in a castle. Look. How is she drugging him? She lives in a castle and he's not there.
3: So it's unclear what the timeline was. He started getting upset. She had been dating um a like. Uh, like twenty years younger than her. Oh, I thought like you were gonna say twenty-year-old. No, okay. no, like... A rock star? I don't know who it was. He. I. I. The name was not familiar to me. She was dating some musician who was in her eighties. I'm
2: yeah. Gala. Yeah. We need a Gala episode. Uh, yeah.
3: She apparently had a, a lot of lovers. Her Wikipedia was like real. Not there wasn't a lot in it. Yeah. Uh, she was oh, too busy. Actually, they she write was it down. Uh, before she met Dali, she had been in a sanitarium. Okay. Well, uh, well I mean, who has for like? Uh, Lol. Bron- bronchial issues some some kind of uh thing so she passes at this time
2: oh no he wait right after he beat her up no it was it oh, was oh my god okay
3: so uh at that point he ends up moving into that castle
2: okay well he he bought it so right
3: so at the end of his life he kind of spends a long a long time uh there in the castle uh in november 1988 Dali entered the hospital with heart failure mm-hmm. uh on december 5th 1988 he was visited by king juan carlos of spain who confessed that he had always been a serious devotee and fan of Dali. uh in now uh juan carlos was after uh after um franco franco yeah thank you yep uh because franco was dead at this point right that was a famous snl bit uh, and so Franc- Franco conferred the title of First Marquis of Dali of Pubol. Okay. Oh. Which he, Dali, convinced him to change it to Dali and Pubol. Okay. So he was the Marquis of Dali who is him <laughs> and Pubol, which is the area that he was wow. living in, yeah, with, okay. where his castle was, right? Yeah, yeah. Then on January 23rd, in 1989, reportedly, while his favorite record of uh called Tristan and Isolde played, he died of heart failure at Figueres at age of 84. All right, and scene, yeah, um, that's wow, what I
2: I don't feel like he had any negative repercussions for all of the fascism,
1: for the fascism, yeah, or no. the wife beating, yeah, the... um, yeah. or the, just in general, it just, I don't know, man. Some people just seem to get away with it like yeah. the yeah. whole time. He he never he, had any kids, right? No, 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 he
3: didn't. he okay. didn't, he didn't kids. have he sex. Didn't, he was uh, just always uh, drinking uh, off. Uh, apparently, he he was said he, he did say that he did have sex coitus he was quoted as saying oh that he only ever God. had coitus with gala okay. um he was not interested in that there's a lot of weird stuff like in that same quote he says that his favorite sexual or orifice is the asshole which is All like right. a real weird thing to I just mean, like but that but it's like people. Dali, though yeah it's very- my,
1: my favorite sexual i can't do a spanish you do a spanish
2: I mean You do
1: my it. My
3: favorite sexual <laughs> I just did the same. Why well, <laughs> did you <laughs> no,
2: no, you
1: did you sounded more like a you sounded like New Orleans Jazz Man. Yeah. My uh, favorite sexual position. Wait, office. what's does what you mean? My the, favorite sexual that no, that's Dusty Rhodes.
2: Oh right. my god. This is taking a lot of turns. Well, it's the
1: end of the episode, so i I've, yeah.
2: I've learned a lot and I'm gonna say the favorite thing I learned. Is okay. So Gala, I'm assuming because of being with Dolly, she's also a fascist. So I'm not a big fan. No, because I'm be. assuming she's a fascist as well and a yeah. Nazi sympathizer. It's, it's probably
1: a good assumption. That
2: being said, a woman of business, right? Yeah. A woman of business, and yeah. they
1: both were yeah. capitalists. And the, like the through I, and through. I think well, the
2: lollipops thing is the funniest part. That's of that so whole funny thing to me. Yeah.
1: I think of it as I think of Gala the same way you do. as like Coco Chanel.
2: Yeah, who's right? also a Nazi, or
1: also a fascist. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So yeah, I don't the know. same. She Chanel number 5 that she's a famous de- designer okay. fashion designer okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. from France. She fucked a lot of Nazis. Okay. And uh, she literally while they were in Paris yeah. and okay. she was but she yeah
2: she also was like, "There's like a whole spy story. Maybe I'll do some research on it." Yeah,
1: no, the Coco Chanel story is pretty crazy. Yeah, um, but no, that was a great. But you were really worried about your research there. but You did you a nailed great it. job. Well, you thank did you. so much good research. Yeah, thank you. And every
3: time we were like, "Hey, we remember this one thing," you're like, "Shut up,
2: we're getting there." I, I have,
3: yeah. Well, when you mentioned a thing that was coming, I was like, "Oh, cool." Yeah. Keep yeah. that. That was just because I've heard y'all do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah we we're like, <laughs> "Oh, wasn't he this?" It's like, ah, uh, don't get ahead of me. Yeah. We're gonna get there. Hold your moment. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But I think I think that was great.
2: I yeah, think
1: it was, was good. Great.
2: I was had a great time. So oh, we're so going to wrap yeah. it up.
1: Yeah, we're gonna wrap it up here. So before we get going, as always, if you uh, enjoyed this, the episode and this is your first time listening, remember that you can subscribe as uh, our Patreon. Uh, Patreon.com slash Promania 500. Yeah. Uh, if you can follow us all on all of our social medias. If you want to hear more from His Name is Dusk, go to the show notes of this podcast, this very podcast, scroll down to those notes, and you will see the link to all of his information. Um, thank you so much for listening to us. And as always, when His Name is Dusk is on the episode, he is going to play us out with his little uh, guitar here. It a big,
2: it's a big guitar. It's
1: actually a little guitar. It's little? It is small compared compared to most guitars. It actually I, is a small guitar. I want to let you know guitar. that the
2: strings on the guitar are actually strings and not barbed wire. That is yeah. true. So,
1: yeah. I left the barbed wire. I'm, so, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I can't look at this. <laughs> the I'm sorry does so much work and it's such a good framing <laughs> device. Like I could just. I felt all of. Like, all of the 30s come through that moment of a woman who's like, I put up with so much.
3: The fact that it's her son telling the story, too, kind of adds to it. Yeah, like, and my mom was like, I'm sorry. Like, it's so good.
1: All right, so take it away. His name was Dusk. Dusk.
3: Your teeth, you don't want to make him smile, cause he's counting your teeth. And the thief, there's too many teeth there when he smiles. Listen, children, say your prayers, cause he's ready to defile. Smell of teeth in the air, then believe he's already been there for a while. The man who smiles with too many teeth, the man who smiles with too many teeth, the man who smiles with too many teeth, with too many teeth, he smiles. The man who smiles too many teeth The man who smiles with too many teeth The man who smiles with too many teeth With too many teeth he smiles Pitch black crack jam packed by cuspids In the dark where all our suspects In this castle built of rubbish All his suspects wish he wasn't Keeper of the teeth, once they see his vile and wicked ways, even the fever for the teeth filled smile could not persuade the child. Once she counts the teeth in his smile, the man who smiles too many teeth, the man who smiles too many teeth, the man who smiles too many teeth, with too many teeth he smiles. The smiles, The man who smiles too many teeth, the man who smiles too many teeth. The man who smiles, with too many teeth, with too many teeth, he smiles. Arriving to your home, you find a window broken. Entering, you see from the open doorway, a man in a black suit. Chewing on the business end of your toothbrush. Seeing you enter the room, he reaches the toothbrush out to you. And then he smiles, and there are so many teeth that you can't even imagine how he kept his mouth closed. And then through gritted teeth, he says, The man smiles with too many teeth. The man smiles with too many teeth. The man who smiles with too many teeth with too many teeth, he smiles. The man who smiles too many teeth. The man who smiled too many teeth. The man who smiles too many teeth with too many teeth, he smiles
1: Planning for your next trip?
0: you